This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Steve here, and welcome to the Alpaca Tribe, the podcast for alpaca people. This is a recording that someone left for us from the website. The links are in the show notes. And she just wanted to say something about how much she enjoyed the show, which is always nice to hear. Hi, Steve. It's Susie. I just wanted to say how much I really enjoy and appreciate your podcast, specifically your amazing storytelling When you talk about your alpacas and give them names, you just draw me right in. It is just the most amazing adventure, honestly, that you take me on. So thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. And I just want to say as well, my alpaca socks are like wearing heaven on my feet. No joke. Thank you again for what you do, for your storytelling. It just, I'd like to think that it might make me a better storyteller by following how you do it and the feelings that I get from listening to yours. Thank you, Steve. Thank you so much, Susie. I really appreciate that. So, if it's your first time here, welcome. And if you're a regular, great to see you again. Now then, I would like your help. If you enjoy the podcast, please, please share it with one person, one person you think would also enjoy it. Personal recommendation means such a lot. And you can't keep all the good stuff to yourself. It just means that more people will be able to enjoy the podcast, which would be great. If you wanted to rate or review, then please go to podchaser.com. Tell me and others what you think. That's it. Free, but so helpful. Thank you. Our career have started arriving. I know many are already well ahead of us, while others are still waiting for their first alpaca babies to be born. Career, it's a wonderful Spanish word, means offspring or young. It's not a direct translation into English, but great word, career. Sunday morning was a sunny day, and at about 11 o'clock, I noticed the welcome sight of an alpaca just going into delivery mode. Now, this is uh, textbook delivery, 11 o'clock on a sunny day. (laughs) It doesn't always happen that way. It's a good way to start. I'd seen it from the window. Uh, It's always helpful if they can be in a field you can access easily and preferably see from the house. From the house, you're less noticeable when you're keeping watch on them, but they will still find some corners to be tucked away out of sight. Betsy. Betsy is a rather particular one. She's particular about where I am, and she chunters away whenever she sees me. Not the rest of the year, but definitely when the babies are around. It was a simple, straightforward birth, always nice for the first one of the season. A big fawn girl, eight kilograms. Strong and progressing through the stages quickly. It was a good start 
to to the process. It's always nice once you get underway because we've been waiting for a little while, and on paper they were overdue, but not really, but just technically a little bit. And it's always nice once they get started, and you think, oh, okay, right here we are. We're now into this phase, and it means you are a bit more tired. So you have to be watchful, you have to be around, can't go wandering off. But also, it means that you've got all your preparations and everything's in place, and it, the group settles down a bit more. It's interesting this year; they seem to be really relaxed, really quite. It's been quite straightforward. Betty, yeah, she did mutter and complain and didn't want me anywhere near the baby, but uh, which is normal. But it, she has settled down now, just a few days in, which is good. So she's doing really well. When the babies arrive. There's a thin membrane. It's almost like cling film. There's not that much fluid, but you've got this lovely, thin, straightforward membrane, which is great. So that makes the birth easier. The membrane continues down the legs and then onto the feet, where the toenails are. So they've got little, potentially these nails could do some damage inside. So they have little, they have little slippers on them. They have a little covering. The membrane goes over the toes. It's like a soft cartilage, which is over the toenails it comes off very quickly it's very soft and rubbery just comes away and along with the membrane as they start wriggling around they go through various stages as once they've been born they're on the ground and they wriggle and it rubs off the membrane you need to get in there and that's when you need to protect the umbilical cord that's snapped when you help it doesn't work quite in the same way but when it's natural birth then as the the baby drops out it snaps the cord and it stops bleeding. But it just needs treating on the end there to stop any potential infection getting in there. So I use iodine. We use various things. Tincture of iodine is really good. It's got alcohol in it, dries it up quickly. And uh, yeah, so. <laughs> and I got blasted at it. Uh, I took my glove off to use my camera, I think, to record something or take a picture. And then I didn't put it back on. Why did I take my right hand off anyway? So I ended up with stain all over my hand. So story I'll come to in a minute thrashing around on the ground, loses all the membranes. And, and then it's gradually, it rolls up and, and sits, cushes. Uh, as we say with alpacas, a cush, C-U-S-H, cush. So they took the legs under them. Uh, not very pretty, the early stages when they do that, but they manage to get the legs underneath them and they sit there. And then they shiver. And it always worries me, but it's always the same. It doesn't matter what the weather's doing. They'll have a little shiver and a shake. And this is all part of the thing. And then they're kind of sitting there waiting and trying to gather themselves and work out what on earth this thing is they've arrived in, Um, all the sights, smells and things. So then the movement starts and they're trying to stand up. So while they're set there, they just routinely, regularly, the the head goes back, goes up and back. And it's almost like I'm thinking, I don't know, what what does that look like? looks a little bit like the position they'd be in if they were taking milk. So it's, it's kind of the, the raised head and, and to be in the right position. And you tend to see this little, little pink, there's a little pink thing that zips out of the, of the mouth and they're, they're practicing sucking as well. So they're getting ready and they're looking for the milk, which they will get to. But they've got to get to their feet first. So that's a process of gradually improving their ability to coordinate these strange things called legs. And they keep falling over and it bothers the mum a bit, but usually they just stand around. They go back to grazing and wait for the, the baby to, to get up the career to stand up and come looking for milk. So the mum's main program, programming is to 
stand and wait. And the Korea's main program is to try and get to his feet. And uh, so, yeah, so now then, we talked about naming, naming Korea. That's the focus today. Well, tell you the stories of the Korea that have arrived, but our naming, we follow the alphabet. So the first one born gets the next letter in the alphabet, and then it moves on to the next letter and the next letter. Welsh Valley Alpacas is the herd name, so we have <laughs> we have Welsh names, and therefore some of the letters are missing, and some of the things are slightly less usual, and you've got to think about them. If you were thinking about a dog, you would name the dog carefully, particularly if you're going to, going to have to call its name in public. Uh, less of an issue with alpacas, but if there's the possibility that you might show them, you do have to be aware that the judges might have to pronounce these names in the show ring. So let's try and make it easy for them and not give them any complicated Welsh names they wouldn't get, get anywhere near. Um, we don't tend to show ours anyway, so perhaps it's not an issue. But anyway, so we go through. So we did A to this year, as it happens. We come around, so we've got A. So uh, we got the baby name book out. And, you know, one of the ones that stood out is a name. And we try them on, really. We try the name. We, we settle on one, and then we try it on for a few days and see how that goes. Sometimes it's not quite the right fit. In this case, it was a good fit, and it stuck with her. So it's Ang Harrod, which is a Welsh, good old Welsh name. And uh, she's doing really well, and strong and some nice fleece, very dark fawn in colour. Got some of her, definitely some of the sire colouring come through, and uh, the softness in the fleece as well has come through from the mum. So it'll be great to see how she develops over the coming weeks. But she's done really well, and Betsy still, still wants to take her away every time she sees me. She wants to go the opposite direction. Um, calls the baby to her and the baby's kind of looking at me going, oh, I don't think I'm supposed to be friends with you. And off they go. So they're doing quite well. So that was on Sunday, which was great. And then uh, nothing the following day, but Tuesday morning. Uh, now I'd been out. Uh, I had to nip out and grab some food. You got to try and time these things well. So I nipped out and grabbed some food for the alpacas and whizzed back, unloaded the food, uh, nothing happening. So everything seemed so I wandered back and had a as I was coming back towards the stable, so it looked in through the 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 stable window, <laughs> as it were, um, the opening and and there, oh, okay. Amelia has gone into labour, but more so she's actually started delivering. So we've got one happening in the middle of the stable, surrounded by all these alpacas. There was a little bit of picking of rain. It wasn't raining, raining, but it was a little bit of spots and and stuff, so most of them were in. I would turf them out, and then uh, we managed it. She, she was in the straw, therefore. She landed on straw, which is great. She did a bit of a handstand. To... <laughs> Amelia's not that tall. She's quite stocky, quite not uh, wrong word. Um, she is compact, and therefore she's not that tall. So this, this baby, who's got long legs, was arriving and stretching out, stretching out, stretching out, and ended up with front feet on the floor before the back ones had actually <laughs> been released. So she was going to do this handstand. I think the first time I've seen that. Uh, lovely white female, another female. Um, now, this is amazing because Amelia, which I mentioned um, last time, the time before, she has always had males. It's always been sons. But this time, we have a female. We have a lovely female career. Uh, very white, 
and she's fluffed up really nicely now. Um, she's really quite strong. So it was 6.8 kilograms. First one was eight kilograms, big, strong. This one is strong, but she's smaller, which is good because the mum's smaller. And she, oh, well, I was trying to deal with it. She's thrashing around on the floor, so but it's all a bit dirty and dusty because of the straw and the hay and stuff that's around. So I try to pick my moment to deal with do the iodine on the umbilical cord. And she's starting to sit up say, oh, no, I need to do that. So I quickly grabbed the, the capful of iodine and started to, <laughs> I reached to do that. And she had to be turned over to put this iodine on. And then she she's lying there and I'm just putting the iodine on the umbilical cord end of it. And she she twisted and plumped, plumped herself back in the sitting position with my hand underneath her. So this jolly iodine went everywhere, uh, all over her, all over my hand. Uh, all over the floor. Um, but we did get enough on there and it's nicely protected and, and it doesn't take long and it kind of shrivels up and, and disappears. So she's done well and she's dried up. Um, today she's been much brighter white and much less iodine, although there is some there. It'll wear off. But uh, there we are. That was good to, to get it. So yeah, and again, we're watching these the, these kind of steps in the progress. Um, she was born within, well, a couple of minutes. She's trying to cush. She normally takes a little while, but no, it was almost immediate. And uh, then she, we got her up, and she was able to to go looking for. Now this was in the stable. You see, this is the problem. So I actually ended up picking her up and bringing her out. Mum didn't like that. Amelia really was unhappy with me forcing away, trying to get in my way and trying to to get the baby back. But I wanted to get them out of the stable, get them onto flat ground on the grass because uh, I was just concerned about the dirt that's in there, but also um, the dark corners of a stable are a bit of a challenge for the baby. So programmed to go for the darker areas, the, the shadowy areas, which is under mum looking for milk. And therefore they tend to end up going for the darker shadowy areas, which are the corners of the stable. And they keep stumbling over things and kind of heading into the corner looking for milk, but of course there's nothing there. Um, so that's a bit of a challenge. Even with the lights on, it's not enough. So. I fished them out and we put them on the, a flat bit of ground, which was good. And that was great. And very, very soon up, uh, <laughs> she fell over um, and immediately, oh, well, I'm down here. I'll have a good roll. And Amelia is a great roller. And Betson, we go A for Angharad and then B for Betson. So Betson is the name of the second one. So again, we, we looked at the names and we tried to find one that was, was going to fit. One that we haven't got before, so we've got Betsy, Betsan, mm, a little bit close, but I think Betson is going to work really well, and it does seem to fit her very nicely. So that'll be be a good name for her. Other people use different naming techniques. Um, sometimes they use the same letter for all the ones that are born that year. I think that would be a little bit difficult for us. Some letters have got a lot of A's. Of There's a lot of A's. Um, sometimes you've got a, a male, and you've only got a few options. You've got loads of females, but it's a male, so you're stuck. Um, and some letters don't have that many names, so it's easier for us to work one after the other. But um, And it's quite useful for us anyway to, to then be able to work it through, um, follow the sequence, work <laughs> out who was born, which year it starts to blur after a while. So uh, where are we? Oh, thinking about it. Boom, boom. Yeah, Betson is number 60. 60th of the 
surviving careers. We had a few that were stillborns or died fairly soon after. But uh, so this currently we've got sixty that have been born in the valley here, which is really amazing. I hadn't thought about that. So there we go. We've now got others that we're waiting on, and they haven't quite decided to deliver yet. Today was uh, I was watching them, and they knew I was watching them, but they they're in good shape, and I don't think it's anything to worry about. On paper, they're a little bit over, but I think they're all okay. There's a few first timers, so we're keeping a good close eye on those. And the one that we've had problems with in the past, where the shoulders tend to get stuck, so I'm keeping a close eye on her as well. And uh, she's one of our older females. I think it'll be her last uh, career, so we'll we'll keep a close eye on that. But uh, there we go. So that's that's been interesting. So this is some sound now from uh, the the birth. This is when Angharad was born. And then there's also then some audio from Amelia giving birth or the youngster having arrived and what goes on. And they both chunter away and talk to the babies, which is all very normal. So it's Sunday and it's the something of June. I've lost track of the dates already. And um, we've just had firstborn of the season. So Betsy's given birth to a lovely little girl, Dark Fawn. And uh, about 11 o'clock, she started into labour. So the baby's been around probably not quite half an hour yet. And as you can hear, she's chuntering away in the background. Betsy's one that really likes to um, take the baby away from me every time I appear. She starts doing this thing and then calls the baby off. And, and so I end up having to feed her separately from the others. She won't come down to the stable if, if I'm there. And uh, she takes her off. And I have to feed her out in the little field next to the stables. So, uh, which is fine when it's dry. Um, currently a bit humid. A little shower dew, but nothing too serious. I think this one will be all right. And it's very warm. Um... So I think we're okay for now. Doing the, the classic career with its head up and sort of leaning back. Um, I'm not sure that it's, it's practicing getting ready for taking milk. I'm not sure what it's up to. But it's doing lots of little mouth movements. Little, little tongue popping out of its lips and getting ready to practicing the suckling. It's just a natural thing there. So she's still standing around waiting, has little sniffs now and again. Haven't had the placenta yet, so we should be any time soon that she'll actually pass the placenta. Um, the afterbirth, so that's then I have to clear that up and we'll go and sort that out. And we'll just keep an eye on Nice to see. I like to, to watch. I'm a bit of a distance here. And I like just to, to make sure about the initial feedings and that kind of thing. At some point, I'm going to nip in and do a little weigh with the, the scales. It's be the um, good digital scales and a little harness thing, which just it's easy once they haven't started running. Um, so I'll do that fairly soon, but not too soon. I'm just trying not to disturb them on. So this is Betsy. And we've got a a principle we follow through, which is to go for the next letter of the alphabet. So the next one that arrives gets the next letter. Um, so we're due for an A, and there are lots of A's, and one we haven't used before, and we just wondered about in advance. We'll have to check her out and see whether she is one. 
uh, is Angharad, which is a Angharad is, is a Welsh name. Uh, so Welsh Valley Alpacas is the herd name, so we, we give them Welsh names. And occasionally we don't have very much choice, so it doesn't sound very Welsh, but this one, I think, will be a nice Welsh name. Oh, she's a pretty little thing. All alpacas are cute, but baby alpacas are super cute. So we shall see if this sets off any of the others. Nearby we've got uh, Millie, the matriarch, and her ever-present youngster from last year. Um, in fact, the year before, thinking about it. Um, so a two-year-old who's very keen to sniff Millie's rear end and maybe even try and have a bit of milk. But Millie's having none of that, so... Millie's very interested, but not too close, thank you very much. Um, but she's kind of around here. Oh, it looks like the other aunties might be coming around the corner now. The girls are... Millie's watching down the road. Down the side of the building. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. They're chewing away on some hay, but facing very clearly in one direction. So I'm not quite sure what's happening, who's coming. We shall see. This is where I worry about the the red-tailed kite. We had a red-tailed kite out cruising around the other day. I just I, I don't think they're going to be a threat, but they just hover and hang around and just oh, just check what's going on. So we shall see. So it's the end of the day and the girls have decided they're going to be having a camp out tonight. A cow in the background, we've got a dog in the background at the other end. There's two farms, one either end of the valley. The noise is just travelling. We've got an owl calling at the far end as well. But the girls and the two new babies are... There's the owl. So they're about halfway down the bank uh, on the grass slope above the, the lake. Um, can't quite work out whether I'm feeling rain or not. It's just slightly damp, maybe. water running just coming out of the lake but I don't think that's anyway clear sky pretty much above oh bits of clouds not too much should be dry overnight and then uh, we've got some heavy rain due in tomorrow morning tomorrow afternoon uh, so I don't know whether there's any of the girls are waiting to uh, for tomorrow which is going to be a better day and it's not going to be a better day it's going to be a wet day but uh, hopefully it'll improve a bit temperature is going to go down a bit but I think otherwise it's going to be reasonably dry Maybe. <laughs> it is Wales after all. So, yeah. End of a day. So we've now got two young career arrived safely. And... They're over with their mums, they're settled down, they're not too far away. They've been 
well checked over by the aunties and the others in the herd. So that's, uh, I guess they feel welcomed, which is nice. And the valley just quietly changes shifts and goes to sleep. So there we go. Thank you for being with us today. We'll have more news of Creer as they come, and we will hopefully see you again soon. Thanks for being here. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a good day. <laughs>